It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now. Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Let the fuse and run now, brother, cause you ain't got a lot of time. Don't you act surprised when it all goes to hell on your dime. I saw a pickup truck today on the highway and it had a, uh, it had a bumper sticker for Obama-Biden. Then it had a bumper sticker for Hillary, and then it had a bumper sticker for Biden-Harris. Then it had two bumper stickers for Henry repeating arms. Uh, And one of them was about hunting, the other was about guns. And I thought to myself as I was driving, I was like, well, we could probably talk about guns. So, 630K, how Denver's talk station. I think the abortion issue is probably the most divisive issue that we have in America it's and 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 what happened last night um you know it's so 2022 <laughs> it really is when you think about it Elon Musk tweeted a picture of a lion and somebody getting ready to flick the the lion in the uh <clears throat> and he was like I told you 2022 was going to be like this so anyway um I, I, this is an incredibly divisive thing. I can I can say whatever I want to say about abortion, and if you agree with me, you agree with me. If you don't agree with me, there's nothing I'm going to do to convince you. Uh, as someone who is pro-life, I am pleased that the that the court may be poised to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is a terrible decision from the beginning, uh, and it never relied on the Constitution, and that's the problem. There's a lot of people out there saying, you know. Uh, this this is this is unprecedented that the Supreme Court would overturn the Supreme Court. No, it's not. It's happened many times in history because there's times when the Supreme Court gets it wrong. And that's essentially what Justice Alito, who appears to be appears to be writing the draft majority opinion. Is saying that they got it wrong. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows you to abort your pregnancy. There is nothing in the Constitution that that, that specifically allows for that right. Unlike the right to freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of expression and freedom to bear arms, all of those things are enumerated very specifically. The rest is kind of left up to the states. I mean, that's how the Constitution is written. And by the way, if the court goes ahead with this opinion as it appears, which it probably will, Justice uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts has already verified that it's that it's uh, this is authentic. If that happens, um, it's not going to change anything at all. That's the crazy thing about all the uh, the uh, vapors that everybody are having today. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't change a damn thing. If you're in Colorado, it doesn't change your life at all. It doesn't change your life at all. There's nothing that it changed. It leaves it up to the states. It does not codify into law that abortion is illegal. It doesn't make abortion illegal. Just as easily... As the Supreme Court can cast this decision down that says there's nothing in the Constitution that guarantees the right, therefore the states need to decide amongst themselves 
the federal law, federal government could come together. The Congress could come together. They could pass a law. There's nothing in the Constitution that says Congress can't pass a law saying you can abort. There's nothing in there. So do it. Right? I mean, I'm not for it. I'm just saying there's nothing in there. It doesn't. This doesn't change anything. It simply says that, you know, the federal government doesn't get to dictate or the court doesn't get to dictate to states what they do on this issue. That's all it says. So anyway, I was this was this is crazy. I mean, I'm pro-life. I always have been. I, I believe this is me personally. I believe life begins at conception. But I don't know that because that's God's domain, right? Which is why we should always err on the side of protecting life from that point onward, in my opinion. So if this tr- this story is true, I will celebrate this decision because the right to life was the first mentioned in our founding documents, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. In a modern civilized society, we should absolutely be able to balance a woman's right to bodily autonomy with the rights of unborn children. And if you don't think they're children, I'm going to play you some audio from the president himself that admits they are in just a minute. However, the illegal early release of this draft and unfinished court opinion is an enormous violation of hundreds of years of court ethics and tradition. Justice Roberts has called in the FBI, as he should. The leaker should be prosecuted. It's exactly the kind of thing that a politically activist justice would task a staffer with on the down low. I won't name names because we don't know for sure. I might add that a progressive activist leaning... um, Leaking this privileged information is a thousand times worse than a group of Viking hat wearing idiots storming the Capitol. Because the only reason for seriously, if you think that a group of idiots wearing Viking hats storming the Capitol was undermining our system of government, then I cannot wait to hear what you say about someone leaking a decision early from the Supreme Court because this is a draft which they often circulate amongst themselves as they debate amongst themselves. This is undermining the process of the court. So I can't wait to hear you say what this has to do with it because it's it, this is a thousand times worse and more undermining because the only reason for early release would be to pressure current justices leaning in favor of overturning it to change their minds by putting the mob on their front lawns. This is messing with the system on an extraordinary and unprecedented level. If January 6th was a half-hearted, clumsy, and ill-fated, stupid attempt to change the outcome of an election, this was a targeted stealth nuclear warhead intended to change the outcome of the Constitutional Court. The logic of the January 6th committee and their supporters that the rioters were trying to up in democracy, if we use that same logic, they've got to be angry about this. And if we're not, then we're full of crap. I mean, we live in strange and dangerous times. So, and and, and it was kind of funny because I have audio here. Chuck Schumer uh, says the GOP is focusing on the leak rather than the Roe decision. Of course, Republicans have sought this outcome for years. So you'd think they'd be celebrating such a decision, but they aren't. No, this morning, Republicans are shamefully scrambling, scrambling to try and distract from the main issue. Republicans are spending all their focus on the leak 
because they don't want to talk about Roe v. Wade, where they know they're on the wrong side of history and on the wrong side of American people. That's fascinating. I, it may be true. There may be Republicans that don't want to talk about Roe v. Wade. But by far the most important issue here is the leak. Because this doesn't because this decision, if the court goes ahead with it, doesn't change anything. Again, states that allow it are still allowed to allow it. States that are wanting to disallow it will be allowed to disallow it. It doesn't change anything. It just puts the power in the hands of the states because this is not an enumerated right in the Bill of Rights. It's not written in the Constitution as a particular. And so there's there's if if they don't want to talk about it, maybe they don't. I don't know. But it's still a huge freaking deal in a bigger deal, because if you want to talk about undermining the system, you understand it the way what well, you do because you're smart. But I mean, the average person probably doesn't understand the way the Supreme Court works and they probably don't understand the, the, the severity of this. Right. I mean. These justices, it was kind of like the Supreme Court was the last place in America where people of differing opinions could sit in a room and in a civil manner discuss their differences, hash things out, and then come to an opinion. And there's a, there has to be, in order to do that, there has to be an enormous amount of trust amongst those individuals who may completely see the world differently from each other. But they there has to be an enormous amount of trust amongst not only those individuals, but the staffs. Wait, I don't think staffs. Is it staffs? If you have a group of different... Is, be staff is plural for your staff, meaning four or five people that help you. But if you have multiple people's staff, would it be staffs? Help me. Staffs or staff? staffs i'm not sure anyway text the show directly five seven seven three nine five seven seven three nine uh and you can weigh in on it staff or staffs anyway the staffs there has to be an enormous amount of trust between the individuals the justices and the staffs because they're they're revealing their deepest opinions which may then be have you ever had a conversation with somebody you disagree with and come away even if you maybe didn't completely come to their point of view, both of you came away with maybe a slightly different take than you started with, right? Because you saw their point of view. You saw something that you overlooked in developing your own opinion, right? I mean, that's the value of that. That's the value of discourse. It's what we're missing in America today is the value of discourse. But in order to have that discourse, there must be deep, deep, deep trust, right? Like I can say to my friend something that I might refine this is one of the problems with cancel culture in general, right? Like, um, as as we as we grow as human beings, we often um, we often will have to refine points of view and things that we might say uh, to to sort of uh, format them better so that there's more empathy in how we say it, right? Like this is this is the common evolution of a decent human being is that you 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 won't always blurt that thing out that first comes to mind or you might even realize i've said things before where i just blurt something out like this is my initial opinion and then my wife would say to me but xyz and then i'd be like damn it i didn't think of that before and now i have to revise my opinion and that's hard to do but i got to do it right like that's the value of discourse but i trust my wife implicitly that if i say something that I'm very wrong in saying it, right? Like I'm wrong to say this. I'm wrong to think this. And she corrects me on it. My wife isn't immediately going to run to Twitter and tell everybody what I said that was wrong 
before I corrected my thinking on it by being adjusted by what I thought or what I hadn't thought of that she pointed out to me. That's built on trust. We can be free. We can conversate. That's what the Supreme Court, that's how they deliberate. They write an opinion. They circulate it around amongst each other. And then they, they tweak it and they move it and they form it and they go back and forth. And then eventually the answer comes out. That's the process. And that process is incredibly important to our system because this, after all, is one of the branches of government that keeps the other ones in check. So I damn straight there's a focus on the leak because it matters. Again, if you thought a bunch of Viking hat wearing dumbasses parading through the flag with their Q shirts and American flags for parading through the Capitol and breaking windows and glass and stealing gavels was was some kind of threat to, to democracy, then I cannot wait to see what you think about undermining that sacred trust that has been held in in the bank for literally centuries by the Supreme Court. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about what that does. But no, that's not what we get from them, is it? Yeah, it matters. I'll say one other thing, though, about the issue of abortion, because as I've told you, I'm I'm pro-life. I believe life begins at conception, but I don't know. I'm willing to admit I don't know when God puts a soul in a human being. That's part of the wonder of the universe. I'm pretty sure it's long before the third trimester, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's at conception. That's my belief, but I don't know. I don't know when God decided that I was me. Does that make sense? It's entirely up to him. He'll tell me when I get there. I don't know when God decided that I was me. I don't know when God decided that you were you. And he put that special, unique thing in you that made you you. That thing that only he can create. I don't know when he does that. It'll be one of the first questions I ask when I get to heaven. But I'm pretty sure I want to err on the side of protecting that life once it's begun. Because if God has put that thing in that life that makes that life what it is, far be it from me or anyone else to end it, when it's innocent but here's an interesting thing um i believe that you can believe and this is the thing about abortion it's so divisive right it's like there's there's deep fundamentalists on both sides that i think are part of the problem for why we can't have common sense conversations in america and i think you can believe that abortion on demand or in the third trimester or abortion as birth control is wrong, you can believe that abortion can be a life-saving medical procedure and needs to be an option for physicians, and you can believe that Roe was a bad legal decision. You can believe all three of those things, and those three things are not necessarily contradictory to each other. So... This is part of the problem with the conversation, right, is that it's it's going to be so deeply um, divisive in that there's fundamentalists on both sides that are like, no, we can kill a baby at any time. Right. And then there's going to be people on the other side that are like, no, there's never, ever a case. And if you if you ask me, if I were to judge based on what I see of the 50 states right now, I would say that not much is going to change even in the next decade. 
I don't think there's a single state in the United States that will outright ban abortion. I don't think that'll happen. I think they'll all allow for certain cases where it's medically necessary or medically important. I think most states will allow for a case of rape or incest. Whether I agree with that or you agree with that doesn't matter. I think that's what the states will do. And I think states will move more towards where the people of the whole country kind of tend to be. And I think most people reside in that place where most people, I'm not saying this is me or you, I'm saying most Americans reside in this place in the middle between the two fundamentalists where abortion should be safe, rare, and legal. Right? That's where most people reside. And as a result, if you leave it up to the states, some variation of that will be where every state ultimately lands. Some states will go farther than others. Some states, I mean, California's already offered a bill saying, hey, y'all come abort your babies. We'll pay for it, right? Like, you'll get that extreme, and then you'll probably get, this is a Mississippi law they're debating, right? You might get Mississippi that goes nothing after 15 weeks. You might get that. You know, I don't know. But it's, that's, that's probably where it's going to end up being. However, I have some audio from uh, our esteemed president that is, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. I'm trying to look at my time here and see if I have time to get to these. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's see. No, I don't know. How long is this one? Uh, this one is uh, 46 seconds. I think I have time for this. But I have time for this soundbite, but we'll digest it after the traffic at the bottom of the hour because I think it's important. What all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded that right that the existence of a human life and being is a question okay there, i'll stop it right there there's like 45 seconds of it i'll stop it right there because this is a preview where we're going to go with this here's the president of the united states he's completely confused he actually gave a rambling answer in response to the leak of the scotus draft um in which he told a whole bunch of lies and i'll go through those with you here just a little bit about not only what the leak would mean but also how the system works but this particular point right here this guy i, I it, it blows my mind that we have a president of the United States that doesn't even know how the system works that he presides over. And the, the, that he would go out and say, and not be mocked nationally, that all religions believe that our existence is a question? What? No, that's exactly the opposite of what all religions believe. We think the answer of our existence has been answered, or the question has been answered. We'll get to all that coming up in just about four minutes at 2.31. 630K How Denver's talk station. I am Leland Conway. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, 630K, how Denver's talk station. Make no mistake about this. Um, this was a terrorist attack on the Supreme Court and our system of government, and it's doing more damage than 9-11 could have ever dreamed of. I'm serious about that. This was a terrorist attack on the Supreme Court. And if you don't believe me, let's go back uh, to shortly after Justices Gorsuch and uh, Kavanaugh had been confirmed and listened to Chuck Schumer himself. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, 
you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. <clears throat> so there you go. So, you know, they threatened the, a Supreme. That, that's that's Chuck Schumer. That's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer threatening two Supreme Court justices some time back. I think that's an important point to make. The, again, I'm focusing on the leak because the leak is the biggest political story of our time. It really is. I don't think there's probably a lot of people don't realize how big of a deal this is. It undermines the process of deliberation between the nine Supreme Court justices. And I think there are five potential strategies at play here. Uh, Because this was done on purpose and it was planned. Um, And I don't know whether it came from a leftist Supreme Court justice who was just fed up with the process and said, screw it, I'm going to have one of my staffers release this information and let the havoc be what the havoc is. Or if it came from a disgruntled staffer of one of said leftist justices that sees the ends always justifying the means. But regardless, it was definitely planned. And by the way, the media plays a role in this. Because the media could have chosen not to publish this. This is kind of like almost, it almost rises to the level of a national security measure, right? I mean, the, 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 the media should understand that part of the necessity of the, of the court's deliberation, regardless of the outcome, whether we win or whether we lose, uh, if you're thinking about it from that standpoint, uh, that the deliberation process is the key component that allows for the most constructive decisions by a divided court. And that that deliberative process absolutely requires and relies upon trust. And undermining that trust undermines the institution itself. So this is one of those stories that the media should have held onto because it does no good. So there's five potential strategies at play here. Number one, put pressure on the court. And I'll tell you which one of these I think is at play. Number one, put pressure on the court. Number two, fire up the base for the midterms and beyond. Number three, end the filibuster. And number four, and by the way, before I go into this, let me just make a point about the filibuster. The the Democrats, and I don't want to be partisan here because I'm not a Republican, but the Democrats did this to themselves. That's the, the funniest part of this is that they did it to themselves by ending the filibuster on the confirmation process. The, the, the longstanding, well, somewhat longstanding tradition in the, in the Senate was that they would require a um, filibuster-proof majority in order to confirm justices to the Supreme Court. And that was a doable thing because there was a time when collegiality ruled the day and there was an understanding by both parties that if the other party won the presidency, the presidency gets with within reason some level of, uh, of 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 slack on whatever they choose in terms of the person that they choose. Right. We're going to have our debate. But at the end of the day, we go, well, it's a prerogative. So as long as we're not putting like a commie plant in there, you know what I mean, um, it, it, that that literally is undermining the system that. As long as that's not the case of the nominee, that generally you would get that nominee passed. So it wasn't a problem to to, to go with a 60-vote uh, majority 
rule. And when the Democrats came along, they decided they didn't like that anymore. They didn't want to play by those rules. And they were like, let's get rid of the filibuster so that we can confirm our nominees. And that came back to bite them because that meant that Trump was also able to put in nominees and just so happened to be that by playing by the Democrats' new rules, the right wins. So that's kind of funny. But they want to end the filibuster across the board, not only so that they can uh, deal with stuff like this, but they can do other parts of their left-wing agenda without having to have 60 votes. So I think that's one of the strategies that could be at play here. The fourth one is to pack the court. We've heard a lot of cries for packing the court. We're going to hear a lot more now because this is – Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like, that's a terrible idea. Why? Because all you're doing is admitting that you don't like what the court did politically, so you're just going to pack it so you can get a political outcome. And the court is supposed to be above politics. And then the fifth one of these potential strategies at play here could be, and this is the one that I believe is at play, all of the above. I think they want all of it. It's how they play the game. They want to pressure the court. They want to fire up the base. They want to end the filibuster. They want to pack the court. They want all of the above. But let me go back to one because that's the most egregious. That's the terrorist attack. Pressuring a court to make it political is undermining our system of government. We have three branches, an executive, a legislative, and a judicial. The legislative is where political opinions are debated. The executive is where... You side with some of that. You got the politics, but you're also guiding the country toward a specific agenda. And the judicial is what keeps both of those in check. When you undermine the one that keeps those two in check, you are, in fact, undermining our government system. So the person or persons who are responsible for this leak are, in fact, perpetrators of a terrorist attack on our Supreme Court, and on our system of governance. And I say that because the left has been crying about undermining democracy for years, meaning they think that those on the right are undermining democracy, even though I haven't heard a single person on the right say that we should have an autocratic dictator. I don't even know where that pipe dream is coming from, but it's out there. I don't know where they come up with that logic. It's gaslighting. That's what it is. It's gaslighting. It's it's to make you think, if you're in the middle, that, yeah, the right wants an autocratic authoritarian state, when in fact that is everything that the left is pushing for. So make no mistake, This, if you think that Viking hat wearing storming the Capitol was somehow undermining democracy, wait to hear what you think of all right, I have this audio, but I also want to grab a couple of your texts, uh, a couple of really good ones in here. Um, five seven seven three nine. if you want to jump on the text board. Start it off with Leland so it goes in the right box that the NSA can't spy on. Um, let me go to uh, Holly's text first. I thought this was really good. Holly says, uh, Jeremiah 1-5 states, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. That's when God put your soul in you and me. <laughs> Great point, Holly. Well, yeah, but God can put that soul that he forms before you're in the womb in any fetus. So it still doesn't answer the question, when does God put it in? See, he formed you before you were in the womb, but when does he actually put that soul in whatever body it's in? Because remember, in the Christian faith, the body is less important than the soul. So I'm just saying, but that's very good. I like that. That's a good verse. Uh, Jim Bob says, you won't be the first to ask, because I said one of the first questions I was going to ask when I get to heaven is, when did you put my soul in me that made me me? 
Jim Bob says, you won't be the first to ask that question. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure that and plenty of other answers will just be in the orientation packet for new arrivals. That's funny, and I like that visual. <laughs> You're sitting in the waiting room. St. Peter's like, here's your orientation packet. Read it. Sign it. <laughs> Leland Biden is just going to pack the court. Well, that's one of the potential strategies that could be at play here. And they needed something this big to set that up. Doesn't change that whatever this is, as big as it is, was coming either way. I'm just saying that that's one of the strategies of leaking it ahead of time. They want to get the ground running. They want to make this part of the midterms. I think it's a losing argument, but um, let's see. Ready T says, wasn't the media using the excuse to avoid covering Hunter Biden's laptop by saying they don't cover leaked or hacked emails? That's 100%. Very good point. Yes, they were. Uh, but in fact, you and I have known that from the beginning that that was a that was a again, that was another gaslighting uh, answer. Oh, we don't we don't mess with leaked or hacked materials when in fact the whole Russia hoax was about hacked, leaked, fake materials. And uh, in fact, this is a leak. So 100 uh, percent like it. All right. Let me go back to the uh, sound bites here because I was playing this one sound bite. Oh, I love this. So let me go back to what I was playing. Ah, shoot. I'm going to do it when I continue. <laughs> I'm going to make you wait four more minutes. No, no, hold on. But it'll be worth it. It will be worth it because I have this soundbite about Biden uh, questioning existence. And we're going to play a new game. Biden versus the teleprompter. Coming up at 251. 630K out. Denver's talk station. All right, uh, Shannon, did you ever see the movie Swingers with uh, Vince Vaughn when he was skinny and John Favreau when he was uh, buffed? You never saw that movie? Cannot believe you never saw that movie. Uh, there was a whole thing in there about like when you're supposed to call a girl after you go out with her. Well, now there's apparently when you're supposed to text a girl after you go out with her. So coming up this Friday on The Twisted View, which returns, we're going to have that conversation. How long should you wait after you've gone out with a girl before you text her again? There's a whole set of rules, apparently, with like this new generation we're going to get into. Um, all right. As promised, here's President Biden. He thinks that all the major religions of the world think existence is in question. What all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that the, right, that the existence of a human life and being is a question. It, <laughs> it's a mystery, but it's not a question it's 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 determined that we exist mr president and all of the world's major religions purport to have an answer for why that's what the religions do right i mean it's they they have an answer if you're a muslim if you're a buddhist if you're a christian uh there's an answer that your faith has come up with for the why there's no um there's there's no real debate about whether or not we exist or when we existed we exist is it at the moment of conception, is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child. It's always fun. I love that. We're going to focus on that comment right there. But I love when people who purport to be people of faith but clearly do not live like that and don't get me wrong lord knows i do not i do not i'm not the as as my good friend from uh 
Hoffman Family Gold on Discovery Channel said on the show last week, I am not the poster boy for uh, living the Christian life. I just am saved by grace. That's it. Okay? But there there are certain people in society that when they talk about their quote-unquote faith, you know that they're patronizing. They're not actually they, – they, 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 they spend zero amount of time seeking the answers to the great questions of the universe from the God who created it. They spend zero time doing it. And he's one of those people. It's like Nancy Pelosi, right? Um, they, they only use the faith not as something that they actually believe or hold in their, in their souls, but they use it as something as a, a, a prop to bring out as part of their photo op for running for election. Um, that's fascinating to me, but I love what he said at the end. And, and and to the point, if you truly believe the faith, then you would know that it's not up to us as humans to determine that at all. That's the whole point of any debate around it. Like I said, I don't know when when life begins in terms of the soul. I don't know when God chooses to put the soul in your body. As Holly accurately pointed out from the Bible's perspective, he knew you before you were formed. When he decides to smack that into a piece of flesh and blood, I don't know. But it's not for me or you or any other human being to judge. That's the point. So this is where they get tangled up when they try to uh, somehow uh, pretend that their faith is real. Uh-oh, 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 time for the fight. Uh, President Biden versus the teleprompter, round one. And that's what public service is all about. It's that, uh, it's, uh, it's that what the president's rank award is all about. Into the fight. I'm sorry. I, I, I think I think Biden lost that one. Let's try it again. Hold on. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. And that's what public service is all about. It's that. Uh, it's uh, it's that what the president's rank award is all about. Uh, 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 and we have a winner. It's the teleprompter. I'm sorry, President Biden. Sorry. All right, you can text the show directly, 57739, 57739. You can also use the talkback feature. Go to the live stream on the KHOW live stream on the iHeartRadio app during my show. Click the microphone button, and you can let us know what you think. Let me refresh the old text box here, and we will jump into some of these. Do I have time for this? These are some deep, deep thoughts. Hold on a second. I'll tell you what, we'll do this when we continue. At 3.05, my good friend Scott Jennings from CNN, the only sane voice on that entire network is going to join us with his reaction to all of this and i promise you it's going to be profound i love this guy he's going to join us with his reaction to the leak of the scotus draft opinion at 305 stick around for the news 630 k how denver's talk station lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details